0: 30 movies of 2019, sad day, as Kobe Bryant yeah. passed yes. this morning, Yeah, but trying to not let that overshadow our list. But Yeah, that's
1: very relevant for me and John. I don't know who listens to this podcast, so I don't know if it's relevant for anyone else, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, for me and John, it's a big deal, so yeah. t- to appreciate greatness today, we're going to be... Uh, talking about the greatest movies of this year, our yes. top ten greatest movies. Yeah,
0: I do feel like there, there Kobe, were a lot of
1: Kobe Bryant move level movies this year. Yeah, if yes, you can put it that way.
0: Totally. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot of good movies this year. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pour one out for Kobe. But uh, <laughs> I do feel like it's one of the bigger, probably since Robin Williams, one of the you know biggest celebrity, yeah, deaths. Mm-hmm. um but yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think this it's that uh him and uh definitely mac miller this year mm, yeah um and mac miller was a big deal for me but i i can i must say that like uh at kobe's kobe for me personally hit harder for sure yeah uh a lot Just of child p- a lot of childhood stuff and i i grew to like appreciate him more later so mm-hmm. uh yeah worldwide too like uh, yeah he's a
0: mm -hmm. superstar everywhere pretty much yeah
1: oh yeah i I remember i used to watch those uh i don't know probably videos promoting the international appeal of the nba and it was uh people in china just talking about how everyone's everyone said kobe is the is the best like every chinese fan you talk to it was kobe Mm -hmm. yeah and he did a lot of work over there too yeah
0: yeah, NBA is big in there in general, and of course, yeah, Kobe's super loved. So, yeah, that sucks. But uh, we still have our top ten to do, so that's right. exciting. Yeah, that's keeping us going. Um, but yeah, I I, wa-
1: I watched uh, Adam Driver's SNL to put us on a better note. I did too. Yeah, we talk about that.
0: I thought actually the the past two episodes of SNL have been pretty good with. Uh, I thought with like Eddie Murphy. And, um,
1: oh, that's the past two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Adam Driver was really good. I liked his monologue.
0: <laughs> his monologue is great, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, he had that one joke that I really liked. Uh, he's talking about little women. There's uh, a lot will, of women. <laughs> I will be, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, there's supposed to be a little women, but there's a lot of women. <laughs> he yeah. just looks, like, annoyed by that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was really, he's such a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. But he, he's always so intense
1: but yeah he is yeah. i've actually been watching the show uh today when i heard about kobe bryant dying i was watching the show girls <laughs> and oh. that's uh i don't know if you've gotten into that yet but i finally i watched the first season like last week uh, and oh, adam nice. driver's a big role in that and he's hilarious <laughs> I haven't seen girls at all. I I know about it though. Yeah, highly Um, recommend it. It's like a good show for like being in your early to mid twenties and like figuring stuff out. And yeah, Adam Driver like is hysterical in it. Like he plays he he plays a ridiculous guy. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Now
0: after seeing him on SNL, I want to see him in more comedic roles. Uh, Yeah, because I think he can pull it off for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll be talking um, about Adam
0: Driver more on this episode. Yeah, sure. we
1: will be for sure. Uh, should we just get started?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I will. I'll preface my list by saying uh, that I recently watched her smell. And I will not be including it in the list because I'm keeping the integrity of the list going with just what it was when we started this thing you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, so because i'm not gonna like put her smell in there and be like so this is how i will adjust the list Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely 11 so yeah stuber will not be in my uh top 30 anymore because i just watched this movie yeah we're just gonna do the top 10 as it was but i will say that uh her smell is like technically in my top 10 Mm -hmm. uh but i will not be talking about it there today i'm just gonna go with what i had before uh which is fine because there's enough there's more than enough to talk about yeah yeah there's a good plug for her smell
2: yeah but i
1: highly recommend her smell um it was probably like the best single performance of the year for me and it was really uh amazing uh yeah awesome so yeah that's just a real quick Real quick sidebar there. Uh, my number ten uh, w- would be the lighthouse. Awesome, that's my
0: number right. ten too. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Some synergy to start synergy, us off. Synergy.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Eggers. I'm sure with you, uh, like uh, with you as well, is. Uh, really on my list now for just the like powerhouse directors of today oh, you know yeah. for sure like after this and the witch like gotta see anything this guy does anything he does is just ambitious as hell and will put will just be quite a uh cinematic experience and that's definitely uh the lighthouse uh, for you
0: yeah and now he's uh, directing Nosferatu, a new Nosferatu, which comes out in a couple of Oh, years, yes.
1: I, I forget who's in it. Is it? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I I've seen that someone... image, though. I'd like to say Chalamet's in it, but like I might oh. be saying that because I hear Chalamet's like, you know, I always hear about him supposed he's to in be everything. everything <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I forget. Someone big's playing, and I saw an interview. Uh, yeah, Probably, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to to the Nosferatu and yeah the lighthouse uh uh yeah it's one that really stood out like Mm -hmm. you know immediately uh right when I saw it and uh it's got it's it's got so many strengths and I think probably what sticks in my head the most is just the character dynamic of like Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson like I was watching like, clips that were posted on Instagram the other day from this movie, and it's just them kind of drinking and yelling and arguing, (laughs) and Willem Dafoe is just like he's like you're fond of me lobster aren't you he's like don't <laughs> lie to me <laughs> and, he's like, and 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 Robert Pattinson's all like I if he's like if I had a steak ah! <laughs> and he's just like freaking out and the, uh it's just scenes like that um in this movie are uh just so unique and have such a fierce energy that a uh, few uh movies have and um I mean, I I just prefer uh, I like I like a slow burn cinematography movie, which this has. But it, I think because it has these weird moments of acting that you can't mm-hmm. describe are really what makes it stand out, blended with kind of an art house uh, art house vibe. Yeah, just
0: two guys, the same two guys on mm-hmm. you know an isolated place for a, you know a two hour movie or whatever. It sounds like how. What can you do with that, really? But even just their dialogue is amazing between the two, the way they talk. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that Eggers, like, studied sort of some books on just how people talked right. know, back then and around the region, and that influenced a lot of the script. And you can
1: see that in Willem Dafoe a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, especially since he is the the talking man in this movie, for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's so, yeah, so unique and interesting every shot is is i don't know it it doesn't um they don't waste any any time or any scenes they're all Mm -hmm. very yeah energy filled strange odd but in the best ways um yeah and just so captivating just seeing these two guys uh interact with each other where they they hate each other but at the same time they're like really bonding um yeah it's just a wild ride
1: yeah, and it has probably, like, on on just a level of eye-opening, thrilling imagery, it kind of just, it beats every film this year yeah. in that category. Um, yeah, I heard a comparison. I think, I forget what, some director or some actor, was like, it might have been Alex Ross Perry or somebody like that, said that The Lighthouse was a, uh, like, a Tarkovsky horror film or something like that, or just made made some crazy comparison that really made a lot of sense, but yeah, I don't really hundred percent recall what it was but yeah that this movie is is indescribable in a way it's one i would definitely have to watch again yeah uh, to to really truly analyze it more because i know there's so much uh going on uh in general but the first time you just kind of just you kind of just go mad
0: yeah right along with the characters yeah yeah i mean the ending to it and a few other scenes, like the seagull scene, are so like brutal, mm-hmm. but also in a way hilarious and uh, yeah, just I don't know, it's just yeah, it is it, it is always crazy. funny too.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I, I remember thinking it was funny from the beginning because I mm-hmm. kind of I kind of thought I kind of saw what was coming because I'd heard about the movie because you start to see uh, like Robert Pattons' routine for instance, mm-hmm. and just how he's like laboring around the, the grounds. And he's playing that like, da, yeah, <laughs> And it's just like slow. It's just slow burn. And it feels, it feels very, just like something you've seen before. Just the building of a horrific, uh, a horrific, tra- tragic thing. Yeah. Um, and I just started, I just laughed because I felt the movie was self-aware about that and was trying to do more and, I don't know maybe it, I don't know if it was that in, intentional to be laughed at but I felt like the movie's <laughs> definitely trying to be funny a lot. Um oh, for and sure, it's yeah. in a, it's absurd darkness uh for sure.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of absurdity in there that I, yeah, I definitely yeah. think uh is meant to be yeah. funny yeah. cuz the
1: actors are going uh, yeah, the yeah. actors are just screaming and just it's uh, it's madness so it's yeah, it's something.
0: That's one I would I would have loved to be on set to see them shoot some of these scenes live i don't know just to see (laughs) those two guys uh yeah together live like i don't know yeah preparing for a scene and and everything's
1: like lit incredibly too and the Mm -hmm. set design's really unbelievable um i i don't know if they were if that means it was snub necessarily i don't know
0: if you do yeah i did it was it nominated for anything
1: i really don't know but uh i remember thinking that it should like visually this movie should be nominated for a bunch of stuff when it just comes to um art direction and cinematography and
0: uh it was nominated for best cinematography yeah okay there we go that was it Mm mm-hmm yeah, it definitely it definitely deserves that nomination. I would also Yeah, cuz they shoot
1: this island just like it's unreal how well they shoot it. Yeah. And how good of a feel you get uh for the space um and how it's always the color is just so constantly gray and dark and perfect.
0: Yeah. And uh I I would say it definitely deserves that nomination but also feel like Maybe Pattinson or Defoe, was... just one of those guys. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, uh-huh. they they just definitely deserve something too, for
1: sure, for sure. Yeah, I remember like when Pattinson goes into the lighthouse, it's like one of those moments of just pure visual art. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like in the, there's scenes like that in Ad Astra, which we talked about, uh, mm-hmm. where it's like kind of indescribable and it's kind of using using this just, um, very uh. Yeah you know flashy but also uh kind of beautiful visual art just to move the story forward and give it some sort of closure and meaning and it definitely (laughs) makes the stories more complex for me which is why i would probably need to watch the lighthouse and ed Astra again because there is so much um visual metaphors going on uh right in front of you
0: yeah there's i the Lighthouse is one I desperately need to rewatch too. I've also I've heard people say I I agree with this too that it's uh, more about the journey than uh, than the end I guess. So mm. uh, there cause there are things yeah. that can't get confusing. Um, yeah, and you just kind of wonder like what did what did I just watch? But uh, it's almost about you know provoking that sort of uh, reaction. Um, hmm. The confusion. About it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, the lighthouse is so great. Yeah, I, I definitely. It think was it... my.
1: I I remember saying it was my number one before. Yes, and now yeah. it's at the. It and made it to Astra, the number ten. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because yeah, it is. I do consider it like. When we're talking about our decade list, like I, this is a film that is so good that you got to put it on a a decade type list. It's just a powerhouse movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons why I probably pushed it lower into um, lower into the list a little, I would say, is just because of um, genre bias.
2: Oh yeah, you know, I'm just (laughs)
1: not I'm just not as into art house, dark horror stuff like and like. People being tortured, uh, like stuff like this, as other films, you know, as mm-hmm. and the opposite, you know, the beach bum Matthew McConaughey's getting high all the time. It's very, <laughs> you know, different uh, perspectives different, yeah. on life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, um, I don't, it just it goes is a to good show. Point. How, yeah, it just goes to show how how many good movies came out this year. Exactly. I mean, the, really, the top ten. I'm, I feel confident about my top my top 5 but really if i whatever one i watched most recently might um, you know move up three spots mm-hmm. uh, you know depending on, on how yeah, i Yeah well and I then
1: i rewatched stuff and then my order changed uh, yeah, more exactly. so i can give you more insight into that stuff as we go down the list but yep. uh yeah should we move on from the lighthouse?
0: Yeah so those both are number 10s. All right yeah uh, i could so do my number
1: nine. my number 9 then uh, my number 9 i know that we both saw it is uh, Book Smart. Yes. By Olivia Wilde. It's Booksmart. starring Jonah Hill's sister.
0: Also on my list, so I'll also get to that later this episode. All right. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, I had to put this on there because uh, this is one I liked at the very beginning of the year, kind of, uh, as well like, as the Beach Bum and kind of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I, this is. <laughs> it's just a great um female super bad in a way in, in a mm-hmm. new age way uh has great music uh just a great great uh movie about a friendship and has a lot of just hilarious scenes as well as heartwarming scenes uh yeah i mean this is, i'm just all for th- this kind of feel-good uh comedy mm-hmm. uh Yeah, and it it was very, it was very like in your face progressive, but it like didn't like bother me. You know what I mean? Like it felt like right. It felt right. You know what I mean? Like I felt sort of like, all right, this movie's really going out of its way to be ultra progressive. Like every kid is, you know is gay or something, lesbian, or, something, yeah. <laughs> or, or something like that but it, it didn't it didn't it didn't bug me at all because the movie mm. was just so good and it, it made it does it did make sense and movies like these are good for the world um yeah yeah i mean it, yeah. yeah this movie's good for the world everyone should see it
0: <laughs> yeah all the i literally every performance by all the, i mean i call them kids but realistically yeah. they're probably all in their 20s where they're playing these high schoolers they, right every single performance and every single character I thought was so funny and it, it felt um I don't know this just popped in my head now, but you know, like how the Simpsons there's like this town full of all these wacky characters, they characters, all have their own yeah. sort mm-hmm. of quirks. Their own things. lingo. Yeah, and yeah. it was the same with this, is that there's And you all felt these, that way in this town. Yeah, I can yeah, see that for sure. All these recurring characters throughout the story that have all yeah. their, their funny quirks and
1: and they're all like funny high school girls mm-hmm. um which normally the high school girls are not like portrayed you know with uh neurotic sense of humors yeah which this right. movie does like it's usually the guys there then the girls are like standing straight while jonah hill like you know, jerks off in front Googles of a locker. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're all just there like, you know, being normal. Uh, so yeah, stuff like this is what I look for, man. Cause sometimes, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's annoying how, uh, there's bad female comedies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel like, uh, you know the me too movement has given um we're at a point where there's a platform for women to be funny on film you know to really show it so when bad ones are made that i'm like man you know you're just like wasted opportunity um but yeah this one was good enough to make top 10s so
0: and i feel like it's uh i don't know i feel like it's almost getting forgotten now at least i don't know i don't know that many people that
1: have I mean I haven't watched it since smart. I since I saw it for instance. Yeah. so I mean and I it need did to, come out a lot earlier. I don't even have any like jokes or bids or anything that specific to bring up because it has been so long um I do yeah. remember
0: seeing clips uh recently uh I, I forget how, where or how but um it's just like showing scenes from the beginning and I'm like oh yeah I forgot about, forgot all yeah. about that forgot all yeah. about that so yeah it's definitely a Easily a rewatchable uh,
2: comedy. I remember actually, Jason
1: Sudeikis uh, has that great scene where he he Uber drives. Yes, <laughs> or, yeah. when he's not at school, I thought that was hilarious. He's the
0: yeah, wasn't he the principal? But then he also yeah, was an yeah, Uber he's like driver. the principal,
1: yeah. and then he's like, yeah, he drives Uber, and then he's like writing a book or something <laughs> like that. Just has like a really sad teacher life.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and Will Forte and Lisa Kudrow as a parent. Oh, as the parents Ray, are yeah. Fa-
1: fantastic. Yeah,
0: and uh, another one. I loved the character of the the pizza delivery guy, who I mean I don't want to if anyone hasn't seen it I don't want to spoil it, but there's a funny thing they do with his character, where he <laughs> I think I remember him he's kinda. the the girls like get into his car and he's like he's like berating them for like How, why would you oh, just yeah, get in yeah. a stranger's oh, car yeah, and, yeah, yeah, stuff like, and,
1: and yeah there's this whole exchange yeah, yeah. that's a great piece of uh, writing that just so ex- funny that exchange yeah. in general yeah
0: yeah there's all those like yeah those little things that i remember but i i am dying to watch it again just uh yeah just to enjoy it because it is one of those i feel like it's one of the strongest comedies in the in the past few years so yeah
1: yeah oh definitely and as we've said in the past uh movie i don't know if i've fully said this but i kind of i kind of have felt that uh just comedy movies are sort of have been kind of dead in a way the past mm-hmm. decade, and yeah. uh, I, I'm not I'm not five star in every, you know most a lot of comedy movies anymore. No, this is yeah. one of the few of the past decade I've probably done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even think of any right now, but yeah. So this was just it's a score for movie comedies.
0: Yeah, I, looking at my list, it's maybe one out of two or three true comedies just strictly comedies that made my top 30 list so yeah book smart
1: this might be the this might be my uh, maybe my nah i have stuber all right so it's not my first comedy but so i have a couple comedies
0: yeah Uh, yeah i guess i would include dolomite is my name as a comedy and uh, jojo rabbit which is also in there but yeah there there aren't aren't a lot of comedies to uh to find in this top 30 but yeah makes it yeah
1: not no full-on
0: ones Mm -hmm. yeah exactly uh all right book smart all right then my number nine is one we talked about extensively last episode uh it's ad astra all right yeah uh yeah i honestly may not have seen ad astra if you didn't um, yeah talk it up and uh-huh. uh and, and recommend it uh, a bit because it was yeah. it just seemed like a okay it's a typical space movie I, I don't really care what they're doing up up there you know whatever happens <laughs> and um yeah i ended up really enjoying it it's a good yeah, it's a gem burn. space movie that yeah. not as
1: many people saw yeah it's definitely a slow burn as well
0: but i never got uh i, don't, I was never bored with it. i was definitely um i was in it the whole time yeah and i thought brad pitt's character had a a really good arc too um Mm -hmm. and it's it's satisfying in the end um too and it doesn't it doesn't try to go like too far to be this epic space of like exploring wormholes and what about (laughs) this and that it's more it's much more grounded for a space movie and uh and human
1: yeah Um, there's kind of like a bunch of stuff about you know how his dad is how tommy lee jones is out there for this reason and how he has how yeah. he gets there and how the whole i think i don't know maybe the there's a physical element to how all the physics works with that but i don't know that was something that i kind of just didn't need to really understand you know because yeah. it's not really about that it's about him like getting closure with his dad yeah it's right. not like it's not like all about you know the physical element of space, you know, or anything yeah. like that. Like, uh, as you know, in interstellar, it's all about where they're going into this <laughs> wormhole of some sort. And, exactly. uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now Matthew McConaughey is behind a bookcase from a, another dimension there. It, yeah. It just kind of throws all this at you that it's, just hurts my brain to to think about what's all going on right now
1: yeah Um, and then he and he weeps for his and he weeps for his daughter too in the middle of all of it they like find time for him to try to so it's like balancing a lot of things and it all goes at it like i feel like it all just goes at it everything it does so hard but it's almost like overly ambitious
0: yeah right it just it just yeah it hurts my brain yeah (laughs) it's uh yeah there's just too much going on a lot
1: It's very much inspired by, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but it's like, it's literally Christopher Nolan's, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and you can see, there's a lot of mirroring in the shots, but I would almost, I would even argue that this movie's more ambitious than 2001, (laughs) which is, which is, quote, saying something, because 2001 was trying to, like, explain life, so... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... When Ad Astro's is just about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a guy and his dad and. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And just his uh. His psychological makeup, which to me is it's more interesting than uh, what will human beings, where will they go after Earth? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. something like that. I think we should be stu- studying the brain more than uh, like where would we go when we destroy the planet? It's like. Eh. Yeah. We probably just wouldn't go anywhere.
0: No, I, I the planet, <laughs> we will all die and the planet will be fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's not even go through the effort. <laughs> yeah. Chris Nolan.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Who knows what Christopher Nolan thinks, but, uh, yeah, that's, I would recommend that. <laughs> I too. wonder what Chris
1: Nolan thinks about this conversation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. He probably thinks we're just too smart for him. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he probably but, can't
1: keep up with these points.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah. We'll slow it down next time. He can listen at half speed. <laughs> uh, but if I would recommend to anyone who's if you're kind of sick of space movies or you don't care I would recommend to, to watch this space different. movie. yeah <laughs> this this one uh, yeah I don't think you'll be sick of because yeah I'm not I'm definitely not looking for the next uh, you know interstellar or Martian or anything like right that, so
1: that's a yeah it's uh, a solid number nine at Astra all right all right my no number eight um is Marriage Story? Uh, it's also my Noah. number eight. Cool. <laughs> it's a cool. Scene. More synergy. Synergy. Yeah. Yeah. This was a movie that um, when I saw it in theaters, I was just so um, I was so delighted and just with it always. Um, I've, I'm very used to watching Noah Baumbach movies. I watch a lot. I wa- I've seen them all and I've watched them all multiple times, so I know his just his style and what he's going for always. And I, so to, I, with this movie, unlike say watching, um, at Astra or the lighthouse, I, you know, I felt, and parasite as well. I, I still feel like I have, um, catching up to do on, um, fully grasping those movies. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. felt like I was trying to catch up with the film while I was watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, uh, but this movie was one where I just really got what it, it was going for. Um, Throughout, um, and I just kind of got to really. I didn't have to like figure anything out. I just got really got to enjoy um, it. Really just got to enjoy it. Um, and I, I just it was just because it was really funny, it was so well acted and. Has, has like it's very sad but it also ha- because it's so funny and has a warm blanket of a randy newman score and adam driver mm. singing and stuff like that and just such a good sense of humor that i just i found it really jo- enjoyable and i it just felt like it was a very uh wholesome watch for a divorce movie
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i had i was under the impression that it'd be really depressing and just a bummer to watch because it's called Marriage Story, but really it's about divorce. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's oddly, uh, yeah, wholesome and charming at the end. And uh, it doesn't, it, it feels right in a way at the end. It <laughs> yeah, like, it does. Oh, man, these, uh, just the heartbreak and the the tragedy of divorce. But, that yeah, that I love that Randy Newman score. That's so good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it it, kind of, it opens up with them both telling about uh, why they married each other, kind of, and then mm-hmm. it starts with right away with their voiceover and a Randy Newman score, and it goes into this montage of them. And you, uh, right when that hits, I'm like, "Holy shit! This movie <laughs> yeah. is going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible." And yeah, there's so many just so many uh, scenes that are just memorable. And 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 what I liked most is how it just it ended up being Adam Driver's uh, movie. Not that I don't like Scarlett Johansson, but I think it kind of just it kind of starts off with Scarlett Johansson, uh, you know, t- giving her side to everything, and then it's Adam Driver kind of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of empathy given towards his character. And I'm just a huge Adam Driver fan. So if I'm gonna ever have sympathy for an actor, I think he's like perfectly casted for the role. Yeah likewise yeah
0: i thought adam driver um will have an oscars episode but i he's kind of my pick for best actor just because oh, i loved okay. his performance yeah. in this
1: yeah um but yeah it's yeah did he get nominated yeah right he so. better have yeah pretty Sure. yeah <laughs> Yeah. marriage story it's not like marriage story didn't get snubbed i think marriage story did pretty well for yeah, nominations they got, like it's pretty well liked by yeah, everyone
0: exactly uh, and I uh, even watching SNL uh, with my wife, like we we're just talking like, wow, he is so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> just doing these like stupid little uh, sketches on uh, on SNL and he just yeah. owns it so well. And then, yeah, then he does these super serious roles. Yeah, he's like he's, and he's him like, oh, and yeah. Scarlett
1: Johansson are having a yell out. That scene is just. Yes. Oof. Yeah. When you're talking about like flexing with acting. This year, like, there's no scene that goes like as hard in its acting probably as that on just a, yeah. a good old fashioned like playwright shout shouting match.
0: Yeah, that is pure acting. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that yeah. scene is so powerful, and there's a reason that that is like, that's kind of shown when they when people talk about Marriage Story on on TV or internet or whatever. They always yeah. show those scenes of Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. tearing up and them yelling at each other. Yeah, it's just.
1: Yeah, and then Amazing, Adam Driver yeah. sings, which is just like yeah. unbelievable stuff. <laughs> yeah, as Unexpected if the movie great scene. There, as if yeah. the movie isn't good enough already, it just shows Adam Driver's like being alive, <laughs> and you're and you're like, wow, uh, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a really it's such a it's
1: a good release of energy because there is a lot of like wound up just angst about yeah. everything, you know, because everything's lot, yeah. just so frustrating.
0: <laughs> a lot of feelings pushed down and then yeah thrown out into the open. Yeah,
1: I love Ray Liotta at, and Laura oh, Dern as yeah. the divorce lawyers too, and they the supporting cast they, too. Yeah. Noah kind of writes like just the um the logistics of getting divorced in such a like clever, funny way because they're they're obviously very unfair our divorce yeah. laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the lawyers, like Ray Liotta and uh, and Laura Dern, are kind of saying them in this like comedic, singy way, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of it kind of works well, especially to relieve tension during something which is divorce proceedings, which no one wants to yes. really be around. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, the supporting cast too all makes it a lot lighter too. Laura Dern, um, Ray Liotta, and Alan Alda, yeah, all of them, their characters provide a lot of a lot of the humor and I guess their characters that well, I mean, they all are characters in itself. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laura
1: Dern kind of speaks very much as a caricature of like a lawyer or something like yeah. that. She's getting the most love for this yeah. movie. I thought, I think she
0: won golden globe, maybe or uh, SAG Award, she, I think she
1: won both, both. Wow, I think she yeah. won both for best supporting and she'll probably win for this. <laughs> If yeah this too i'm assuming uh based on that track record yeah again. yeah i mean yeah good for her laura dern's always uh doing amazing stuff yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> the movie business so yeah it's I'm, d- I'm for, for sure. it
0: yeah marriage story yeah really good movie on netflix watch it if you haven't watch it even if you're uh if you're not married or you're not divorced whatever <laughs> yeah you'll you'll enjoy it
2: yeah
1: so number eight, that was number eight, right?
0: Both are number eights. Yep.
1: Yep. All right. Okay. All right, my number seven then. Seven. Uh, my number seven. I know everyone saw. Parasites. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean. Hope uh, saw. It, yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> else? I mean, what is there more to say about parasite? I. I mean, I. I really need to. First off, I. I really need to watch this movie again, mm-hmm. uh, more than any movie on this list, um, so I can really just uh, put it all together, you know, especially. Yeah. But um, yeah, this I think this movie uh, is probably. I'm 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 assuming that when I watch it next, I'll be like, all right, yeah, this is objectively. Probably the best movie of the year, you know. Like if you if you had to like really vote and be serious about it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like like not Derek Rose wasn't the best player. It was uh, it was LeBron, right? Yeah, it's uh, always LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Parasite is probably the LeBron of this year. Um, yeah, it was a slam dunk, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean. I mean, Bong Jang Ho is sweeping the nation with this movie. Like, I hear everybody talking about it. Like, people who never would watch a foreign film. It's just because Americans, you know, are talking about it this much that they're like, oh, I need to see it now. You know, I, like, I need to do whatever it takes. Um, my, what's, I think my cousin in Michigan actually, I think you'll appreciate, you'll appreciate this. Uh, (laughs) he drove like, a couple hours i think to go see it because it wasn't playing by him wow uh so yeah he went to go see it at like nine in the morning drove like a couple hours uh to go see it and i was like "Um, yeah i'm like that's dedication (laughs) it's dedication (laughs) um yeah 9 a.m i think on a monday or whatever it was uh and so yeah it just shows uh just shows the impact that this movie had and the just um, the wide uh, appeal. Um, Adam McKay is supposed to be doing a um, a series with Bong Jang-ho through it. It's also mm-hmm. being released uh, via Black and White. And I think, yeah, this movie, I think it should win not just Best Foreign Film, but uh, Best Set Design. Because yeah. uh, this house is such a beautiful uh, location that they shoot so well. And it's very much a character in uh the movie as much as the people are um mm-hmm. and uh there is uh so much to go in uh that I wish I I just wish I had seen the film again it was like before I was going to talk about it here cuz if it was on a streaming platform I would watch it again but I'm still like waiting yeah. um yeah well, i i there's a lot more to this movie that i'm not talking about of course
0: for sure but the good news is um, this tuesday it should be available to rent i think um at least yeah. I, I was trying to look it up because i'm dying to to watch it again too yeah i, same. I think it said january 28th yeah um,
1: die well, dying to watch it again
0: for sure gonna watch it before again before the oscars um but yeah man it's it's sweeping the nation <laughs> it's kind of it's cool to see because um yeah not a lot of foreign films get this amount of buzz that f- i probably wrong, but the last one I can think of is, like, The Artist, which um, ultimately people were like, yeah, it's not really that good of a movie, but it's <laughs> a, a silent film in the 2010s. So it's, like, interesting, and the Academy liked it. But, uh, yeah, and I think – I don't know exactly why or how it's kind of gained all this traction now. I mean, I I'd like to think that just because it's that good – That now, yeah, a lot of people are getting to know who Bong Joon Ho is, and uh, and yeah, and it's supremely modern
1: in a way to where everyone feels like both like they can relate to it, and also, um, like it's also surprising and it's also, um, it's also just like reinventing in a way the way movies are in a way yeah. people just like haven't seen anything like it uh, before I think I feel that way about uh, this movie and a couple other movies uh, on this list but yeah
0: yeah, and we'll definitely talk about it later too but uh, yeah I agree with you on the set design and everything too because they uh, everything the house and the neighborhoods were all a set mm-hmm. you know they didn't they didn't shoot like um on location for most of it because it was all a uh, set created for certain yeah. things they had to do throughout it and yeah i thought yeah. it was really well, yeah incredible. yeah they
1: built the house and like calculated it as much yeah. as they would their shot list so it's just ooh yeah it's insane everything yeah everything pretty so, awesome so
0: detailed and uh just amazing yeah
1: it also has a has a very heartbreaking ending that really just yeah. brings it together and sticks with you it, it reminds me of uh a uh, couple other endings on this list that mm-hmm. I'll, to probably, to, I'll bring up. Yeah. yeah, it's Parasite. Sweet. Number seven. All right.
0: My number seven, then. Uh, something we talked about a few minutes ago. It's Booksmart. And I think yeah. one of, uh, again, one of the best comedies in recent years. Uh, yeah, haven't seen a comedy that really stuck out to me that again like you said like given a five star too in a while mm-hmm. um and i think um yeah they're usually I, I
1: just, a joke <laughs> that's yeah, why they're right. like literally a joke they're like wow i can't believe this even like got made you know like you can't even take anyone seriously there's, and there's like feel no like, sympathy like, for anybody
0: yeah right you don't care like there's everyone's no, no just kind heart. of an
1: idiot and they're doing whatever it takes to uh be funny
0: yeah there's no heart to a lot of uh, those comedies. And this one actually has it there. And you are yeah. interested in the relationship between uh, these two girls. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of comedies nowadays, too, are like, I think in my head, like, they're like meme the movie. They're like, ah. oh, what's popular in pop culture right now? Oh, this, this. Like yeah. These... It's
1: very much a studio move to make a movie called meme. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that... I'd
0: like to think. Yeah. Just all the people use, like, the thing I hate the most is seeing a comedy movie where they use, like, common phrases that people, um, or I guess, like, teenagers use. Like, they'll say, like, sorry, not sorry, or
1: yeah yeah something something along those lines. Yeah, the adults are saying something like that, like, what up, bro? Or, you know, they're trying to talk like millennials and stuff.
0: just Like, okay, 13-year-olds maybe said this when the movie was being made. But now they don't they don't even
1: the ones I like. I I have like things I'm annoyed about, you know, just the whole attitude of the movies. Like, do you remember the movie uh, Blockers?
0: Yeah, I didn't see that one.
1: That That one was right. It was good. I thought Mm -hmm. it was good. Uh, There's a lot of people involved with it, including like Seth Rogen's company and Judd Apatow's company. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was good, but it still had that modern comedic just uh, sensibility. Where yeah. I was just kind of just like annoyed by it, by it sometimes, you know. I didn't, yeah. you know. I just can't believe
0: they, okay, they think this is like funny or unique when it's, ju- they're taking like internet jokes and recycling them. Into yeah, I, yeah. That's yeah.
1: kind of what it felt like. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll also, I'd like to bring up about Book Smart is, yeah. you know, how there's, it's kind of the same character dynamic as like Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, but I just feel yep. like this one is, it's like the same thing, you know, where they're both. Uh, they both don't want to separate. One try one's trying to separate. One's being like over, uh, just doesn't want to separate. And they've both been kind of too uh, conjoined friends for their whole life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was done well here, but I'll, it, it was written differently, kind of in a more uh, in a more complex, eloquent, wo- eloquent way. I thought, like, not like that. The yeah. super bad uh, friendship is, you know, I wouldn't say it's like worse or anything, but I, I thought, I don't know, this one was kind of very touching and uh beautiful um
0: yeah it was it, at the ending it was emotional really too yeah it's it, a...
1: there's a lot of like strength that the movie uh had you know over has w- through all the character arcs and everything
0: yeah. yeah and i'm excited to see if olivia wilde directs another comedy uh, in the future too yeah or just yeah her directing
1: that. career yeah. going forward in general
0: yeah, and uh, definitely uh, uh, Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's sister, has now, I feel like, been in decent amount of things. She was also in the What We Do in the Shadows TV show, and she was great in that. Mm. So I'm excited to see whatever else she starts doing that too I feel yeah like she was in another movie that came out this year she but. was in
1: lady bird before lady bird that i remember I'm thinking, thi- yeah. i remember always wondering like wow her friend is so nice and was so cute <laughs> like, that's what i always thought in lady bird I'm like what a nice friend this what girl a nice friend, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and she was she was great in that too, and she ends yeah. up going
1: full uh she goes full jonah and in, in book smart
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, and it's definitely uh it's easy to compare to super bad because it's very similar to it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, um, uh, a negative thing at all.
1: Oh I no. Think it's, I think I this think movie they, needed to be made and, uh, needed yes. to be made well <laughs> mm-hmm. it's in not this just a uh, climate.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not just a, a, dumb lame remake with the same sort of beats and everything. It's very much its own thing with, um, I guess similar themes. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure book smart great comedy though I uh, really loved it and that's my number seven
1: all right my number six is the irishman okay we got a we got a lot of synergy
0: going on here now because that's my number six too
1: <laughs> a lot of synergy yes yeah this was a movie i watched twice because i liked it that much you did even though yeah. it's it's three and a half hours pretty um, like
0: close to each other too
1: right
2: Uh, maybe like a couple weeks
1: maybe like yeah a few weeks later Mm -hmm. uh well yeah because i just i've been such a martin scorsese fan for like a while now and i've just spent so much time watching his movies and the fact that this one uh was just so good and so ambitious and had all these guys in it at at their you know at their oldest (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um I I truly think this is like probably top three or top three or four Scorsese for me. So I was just super hyped about that. And so I was like, I am down to watch it again. And also I don't find uh, his movies, even though this one's three and a half hours, like, a chore to watch at all. Yeah. Like they're so polished and edited, like better than any movies ever, and are uh, just so uh, good p- and well acted that uh there's no problem for me to watch. I could probably watch it again tonight if I wanted to.
0: <laughs> I also don't. I'm not someone who I, I definitely don't. I don't think anyone does seek out like super long epic movies all the time. I have to be in the right mindset. This one I didn't feel bored at all throughout the whole the whole shebang. I was, I was never, I was never checking the time. I guess it was like oh my god, we still have like two hours left of this. I thought we were almost over. You know, I, I am glad though that I watched it at home so that I could take a couple breaks. Yeah, here and there because I grab a
1: snack, go to the bathroom. I think we talked about
0: this when uh, after, right after we saw The Irishman's that I i hate going to the bathroom at the movies yeah because i unless it's like a movie i don't really care about too much because um, then i i hate having to miss something but this is one where yeah i could kind of i could just enjoy it on my own time um mm-hmm. but it's uh yeah scorsese at his best doing what he does best uh a gangster epic
1: yeah the law lo- um, yeah in this just, in this style the goodfellas like casino wolf of wall street style uh yeah yeah it felt get I can't yeah, get, I
0: can't like get enough of one. it. Mm-hmm. It felt like Goodfellas or Casino, uh, definitely, and it's just some of the biggest actors in history, sort of at the the tail end of their career. Yeah. And uh, working together with one of the best living directors of all time, and then um, yeah, and it's the story kind of parallels that a little bit too with. Yeah the tail end of uh this hitman's career the mob yeah for and, sure uh, and uh historically too i mean i've been interested in learning more about jimmy hoffa and everything that happened uh around that time because i'm not super versed on that so mm-hmm. uh, just from a historical perspective too i was interested in seeing that but uh yeah it's really it's uh really a scorsese movie um and mm-hmm uh, yeah easily one it's, it's of my got favorite of it's his, got yeah. doo
1: music at the beginning of the end <laughs> yeah. the same song
0: <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's got his fingerprints all over it and it's um yeah just a it's just a great
1: movie great yeah epic one thing i noticed movie, on the yeah. rewatch is that like everything is necessary <laughs> which mm-hmm. is really scary to think <laughs> yeah like I, that there's so much material in this and that sometimes you think you're like not not everything would have a purpose, you know. They got to be like dragging this out for effect or something like that. But uh, Scorsese's movies are cut together so precisely that literally every event is necessary in this movie. Mm-hmm. When you kind of just look back on it as a whole, um, so yeah, that's why I I hold it in such high regards. Um, yeah. On its first think... year coming out,
0: yeah, and I don't think Scorsese is someone who would put. Uh, I, I feel like he definitely has a reason for every single scene, too. You know, he's not someone that would want to waste time yeah. with any sort of filler. He, The reason it's so long is because he thinks, you know, this scene is important for the story. This scene yeah. can't happen without the scene before it and what happens yeah. here. Well, yeah, so.
1: when when you watch it, you realize he's he characterizes, like, each one of these guys, like very subtly and and individually um especially of course De Niro um Mm -hmm. as the time goes on so so yeah I mean it just shows also he not only uh he has a lot to say about all these guys too you know yeah um
0: wow yeah I uh the Irishman is so good and I was reading something about how Um, There's different people in different camps that thought either Netflix left a bunch of money on the table by not releasing it, uh, you know, super widely. But then there are other Mm. people saying that um, they think it's best to go on Netflix because of the runtime and just because of, um, I guess, people nowadays. But I almost think that if it was in the theaters longer, that it would have garnered a big audience just because of i mean because
1: everyone's everyone saw this yeah i mean yeah. movies like it is right to think that because movies like these aren't in mass uh release anymore mm-hmm. they just really aren't i heard there i heard like this quote from quentin tarantino i don't know if you heard it where he's talking about it, this year was like a last stand for original movies versus big blockbusters and like mm-hmm. multiplexes you know just giant theaters um And yeah, a movie like The Irishman nowadays, to me, does not feel like something that would be at an AMC, which is, uh, which is a little sad to think about, but yeah, it's just, uh, in big blockbusters, like, like, except like, like I said, with the last stand quote, people were seeing this, like when it was in theaters, like it was packed everywhere. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I do agree with you that uh, if it stayed in theaters, a lot of people would have kept seeing it. So, yeah, that it's an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah. And I, I I read that Netflix has started to buy movie theaters, too, to show strictly Netflix original films. That's um, interesting. So, yeah, I,
1: I feel like that's something they'll probably start to do I kind of like that. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Cause... I can get on board, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't mind a movie theater. It's kind of yeah. weird that it's a Netflix-based <laughs> movie theater, but... Yeah. Right. So then it'll only... I think
0: the whole thing is that they'll show, you know, these Netflix original films in the theater first, and then, uh, you know, a month later, it'll be streaming on Netflix. But just to get the the audience who kind of complains that they can't see a Netflix movie uh, in, the, in yeah. the theaters, then they can go right. and see it. And I think ultimately Netflix, uh, from a business standpoint, would probably make uh make a lot of money doing that but yeah who knows kind of interesting probably all right well that's right. our number six should we take right. a should quick we t- break. should we take a water break water break yeah we'll refresh and then uh be back with five through one all right and we're back all right back we're five top through five one.
1: we've made it this far oh man yeah we've never done a, a list
0: this long yeah it's been a, a long long list yeah but uh yeah that was
1: that was the whole idea
0: yeah and it's crazy that it's all coming to an end now um but there are even there are movies not on the top 30 that um are still worth talking about too that's yeah 2019 has been a great year
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh top five yeah we haven't really had talking. as much time to reflect on uh Doing this, it's just kind of gone by. But we've yeah. had uh, we've had so much fun doing lists that we thought, why not do a list for a whole month of episodes? <laughs> yes,
0: I love a good list. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So my number five, then. Uh, J- we, John talked about it last week. Uh, it is Little Women. Not a lot of. A not lot a lot of women. women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this is. I would put this movie in the category when I uh, mentioned, like how *Parasite* is like changing movies. I would put *Little Women* in this category for me, um, because I don't know. I just it just felt. I've never seen such a. Uh, a movie that balanced uh, so well and did so much at the same time. I mean, I guess in a way, I the way I described the Irishman, it sounds like I have, but <laughs> Little Women did it in a very just delightful, uh, uh, delightful dance way, even, almost like a musical, even though it wasn't. It kind of moved for me, and it, it just in the way it was cut together between both. Uh, tragic things and also very just happy delightful things and a lot of very joyous things i just felt there was never Mm -hmm. a um i just felt it flowed together so well um when there is so much um there are so many different characters and there's so much to balance and there's so many people uh, breaking down in w- in one way, and then there's being characterized in another. Um, I was just kind of amazed by this uh, movie. Um, not to mention the fact that everyone in it is just uh, so great, um, and I just I felt I just loved the score. Um, I, I think that is. I mean, I am just happy that that got nominated uh for an Oscar because mm-hmm. I think that the score is very well deserved. I think it contributed to a lot of the beauty of this movie, as did just the uh, beautiful uh, shot setups and all the and just this period piece. Um, and it just it's just a movie where everyone really uh just fully committed to the vision, um, and really just wanted to work. Um, work with uh, Greta Gerwig on this one and uh, make something special and it really came out that way.
0: Yeah, it's great to see that although Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for best director, but that she's still uh, becoming like super successful as a director and people are going to see her movies and yeah, and seeking out her movies too, uh, which makes me excited to see whatever she does next too and uh yeah it's it is cool that I think it's um a widely highly regarded film too that um people people are going to see and it's rightfully so getting nominated for um for other things Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are talking about how Greta Gerwig didn't get best director but Florence Pugh and Saoirse Ronan
1: still getting nominated and it does get a best picture nod which um, I think it's, I'm not, yeah, I'm not snubs wise when we're talking snubs. I'm not like as mad with, about little women. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. I think little women's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know what she was able to do with that. It's, there's one storyline obviously, but there's so many different, um, you know, side plots intertwined with it, with all the different characters yeah. and the sisters. And, uh, yeah, I think she does it so well. And, uh, yeah, it's a really uh yeah it's feel good movie um also heart wrenching but uh like we talked about last time, and uh you mentioned it does feel like a musical <laughs> yeah <laughs> points too yeah um yeah and it's and, and it's uh, goofy <laughs> yeah it's it's goofy, it's a goofy
1: yeah. old time <laughs> I,
0: And i Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan are so so great too. They're yeah, so, like, they're uh,
1: they're two of our best right now. Saoirse Ronan's yeah. uh, 25 and she's just blowing us away every time she's yeah. in these movies.
0: Yeah, and this is one where there's uh, this is a year where there's uh, a couple best picture nominations that I don't care for, but there's uh, a good amount that I would be happy with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember last year's best best picture nominations that well i know i didn't care that green book won but i remember it being this like year,
1: favorite green book yeah uh this yeah. year
0: there, there's maybe there's out of all of them there's probably five that i would be ha- really happy yeah. if they won yeah um i would i wouldn't be disappointed at all but and this is one of them um yeah little yeah under. little women all right uh okay my number five Brings us to what I think is uh I would say it's yeah, what I'm most upset about being snubbed by the Oscars. Okay. Like also which makes me just here, shake here my we, head. Here we go. As though like why do we care about uh the Oscars? But uh it's uncut gems. And one that is so I feel universally liked and praised. Um but a yeah. love for the Sandman yeah. or the Safety Brothers. Nothing zero. Yes. And this is definitely one of my top five favorite scores of the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if not top three, even. I love the the synth um, sounding score. Maybe yeah. the coolest cinematoscope little... I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The beginning too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying you watched? Um, uh, I
1: watched like a video on the composer. Com- composing it <laughs> and he's just like and he's just playing around with these synth like pat and all these pads and stuff and mm-hmm. it just shows him looking at uh the colon scene <laughs> as it's traveling yeah. through the <laughs> colors yeah
0: yeah i was so that beginning um i don't know right away i'm just in for a ride you know i feel like strapped in and mm-hmm. it's like whoa what are all these colors and this these sounds and then you're like this wait is this someone's like
2: yeah body are we inside some? yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> uh
0: crazy beginning i just i loved uncut gems start to finish thought adam sandler was great he's so easy to watch on screen too i don't know I, he's just uh he's yeah he's one of my favorite actors whether it's a comedy or not uh i just enjoy yeah. watching beloved um, guy yeah and uh it's uh, chaos cinema at its best. Right. And I think that I think Jake, Jake said that. that, yeah. Yeah, in one of our previous episodes. Um but yeah, it's uh gives you a lot of anxiety but in the in the great way. Yeah. And uh yeah, I, I'm definitely I, I can't wait to see whatever the Safety brothers do next and uh yeah, I absolutely loved Uncut Gems. Think it, it it's a travesty it didn't get a single nomination yeah it's it's a all. big
1: uh middle finger to the movie for sure because everyone yeah. know everyone t- is talking about how great it is
0: yeah uh, yeah i don't uh i don't think it's like it's not unknown and uh it's not sort of far-fetched that are polarizing i think really for the most part people loved uh the movie and loved adam sandler's performance um Jennifer Aniston even gave him a shout out. At the yeah. Uh, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. What can you do? You can, I guess you can still appreciate a really, really good movie. Yeah. Um, this, I would put this awards. in the
1: category. Uh, this is the third movie along with little women and parasite. I would put uncut gems in there in like a movie that's really reinventing and changing, uh, cinema, uh, and just yeah. being very, uh, really moving the medium forward. Uh, cause when I got out of uncut gems, I was just like the first viewing, at least I was so blown away and just so anxious. And I just felt like, I'm like, wow, I sometimes I think I watch a lot of movies and then I see something like this and it makes me think I don't know nothing about movies, you know, cause it's just mm-hmm. so new and uh, such a different kind of energy that a movie hasn't had before.
0: Yeah it's it felt so fresh and and unique and I feel like there are nowadays there are some more it's we're in a weird time because it's like the end of a decade when Marvel movies dominated and I feel like this year we're seeing a lot of more unique and uh, historically independent sort of filmmakers making it bigger and, and getting more of a wider appreciation uh, yeah so I, I definitely agree with you I think Uncut Gems is one of those two that's um, I don't know getting people to see original uh, original stories original movies and yeah and I I loved Uncut Gems and I, I'm glad that it's even though it's not getting as many awards um, as, just that uh, it I it think, exists but that it exists and it's still being appreciated I think is uh, pretty cool
1: Oh, yeah. That's my number five. Okay. My number four is I know one of your favorites as well. Uh, It is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, this is one I watched uh, very recently, like last week or the week before. And it was um, at number eight at the time on the list. And I had to move it up afterwards because I liked (laughs) it so much uh i just uh i'm not i am more of a tarantino like i'm more of a fan of tarantino's uh persona than i am his movies i will be the first one to tell you that i just i i more think he's like a funny uh caricature
2: yeah he is (laughs) that's not a great
1: respectful way to start off praising (laughs) one of his movies but he has enough praise i i more think he's kind of a goofy person that exists I'm yes. not as religious about his movies as a lot of people are. Don't get me wrong, um, like you have to watch a Tar- all of Tarantino's movies at one time during mm-hmm. your uh, cinema watching journey, and I did. And you gotta sometimes you gotta watch them a bunch of times because I feel like they're a stepping stone in a way for movies. And I also just you know they are all very. I I'm not I'm not like trying to bash his work or in any way. I do think his movies are good fun movies like all across the board i have no like negatives to say about any of his films um mm-hmm. i just think he's a very he's a very well-regarded director that i don't personally um i he's not like one of my favorites you know um same mm-hmm. but the, i the, i so i think one of the reasons why i uh, liked this movies uh, so much is just because it is so uh different Um, There are just scenes of these characters walking, you know, just walking and existing uh, to some music, and that is not ever the case in Tarantino movies. Like, I think he, for the first time since Jackie Brown, uh, made movies about real people and not just uh, characters that are there to talk like Quentin Tarantino and to be in his fantasy land. Um, and don't get me wrong, this is a still a, obviously a Tarantino fantasy, but it has so much, uh, so much heart and so much empathy for the characters and so much joyous time- moments uh, that I, I, for me, in Tarantino's filmography, it just stands above them all. Like, it's easily my favorite uh, Tarantino movie
0: yeah and i'm not it's not um it would be better if i was a super big tarantino head and disagreed with you but you kind of hit the nail on the head for me as this was i really like tarantino's movies um i i, I like some of them more than others but this was the first that i really loved uh the first tarantino movie that i wasn't like there was i wasn't thinking of certain things that bothered me or just got annoying um Sometimes I feel there's there are these scenes in his movies that it's just constant dialogue and yeah just people talking like him and I, yeah. I just it gets almost like tedious at times and I just start to lose interest and uh, uh, and this was one I yeah I, I'll talk about it later too but I um, I absolutely loved and it's it's my favorite of his movies now too and um, yeah it's Tarantino is one who I, initially when you're first starting to really get into watching movies uh he's one you go to because everyone talks about him uh but then i was almost when i first would be watching his i was like oh yeah i like that but i don't like i don't uh, but people are obsessed with him and and huge fans yeah family members that when you talk about movies that's you know that's all they want the only person that yeah Yeah. and i just like yeah I, i like him a lot but i also um yeah it's He's not someone who I'm um, super passionate about. I, I, this was definitely the most excited I've been for a Tarantino movie uh, in a while. So um, I'm glad it lived up to the hype. And it, it probably it exceeded my expectations, too. Yeah,
1: same, for sure. I did not expect... Uh that i'd be uh, watching it again and liking it that much either like i thought the first watch i'm like oh that was really good surprisingly and then i watched it again and i was mm-hmm. like holy shit this is like the best movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is like i like everything about it and i like it's like like the irishman it's so long but it's i could rewatch it right now you know it's no. it's that awesome
0: that is a, a perfect example of a movie that i feel to me, it it felt like an hour and a half of just pure joy watching it. Yeah. Um. And it's really when you look at the runtime, it's you know two hours forty minutes, and it doesn't feel like it at all. Uh. Yeah. I. I'll be bringing up once more. Yeah. Time in Hollywood we can leave I'm it later. at that because I'm. <laughs> ch- I
1: think we're gonna be talking about it again. So yeah, my number four.
0: Awesome. Um. All right. My number four is one we talked about. I think last episode. Uh, and for a while, it was my uh, number one movie um, of the year. It's Under the Silver Lake.
1: Yeah, I talked and about one it. one I s-
0: still need to, it's one I, I want to rewatch too. I didn't have it, I had it at number one for a long time. And right. then <laughs> as I started to see in the last few months, see all these movies that just came out, then it started to move down. But then I, at the last minute, I moved it back up because um, I feel like I just haven't, Rewatched it um oh I feel like if I did rewatch it I would definitely move it up and it was one that I really loved after seeing and it was just sort of a casual watch like I had nothing going on on like a <laughs> Wednesday night it's like oh it's, I a, good it's a good movie for that it's a good movie for that I was like oh, I had heard interesting things about this like it was supposed to be released a while ago and now all of a sudden it's on Amazon Prime so I just I thought I'd just turn it on and watch it and then You know, the first five, 10 minutes, I'm just completely enamored by what I'm seeing. And uh, yeah, it's a really weird movie, but pays homage to, um, you know, to people that I, to filmmakers that I really love, like Brian De Palma and Hitchcock and uh, the the score too. It's very classic Hollywood Um, and takes place in LA too. So there's a lot of LA locations that they go to. Yeah. He's got a, like a um, he's
1: got like a rear window set up with the pool in his backyard. Yeah, and he's got a cool and he's looking apartment. At yeah, yeah.
0: That's I mean that is really how it starts. He's he sort of becomes obsessed with this girl that's at his apartment complex who he uses binoculars <laughs> to see, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, goes down the rabbit hole of this whole journey of meeting these, going to these crazy weird parties, meeting these eccentric people, and. Um, yeah, it's a very weird, strange ride, but, uh, I've, it's a. it's another one that I think is fairly long, but I, I never, you know, checked, checked my watch or my phone, uh, during it. I was just in it the whole time. And that's what I hate when I, when I start to look at my phone during a movie, cause that just takes me out of it. Um, this is one that sort of, but you got, you gotta, gotta look at in. it. Yeah. You gotta see what held time held a gun it to it my is. head and made me watch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, speak a little sidebar here uh, yeah. speaking of uh, weird movies I I know that you watched in the last week you watched Inland Empire. <laughs> yeah I did which and, I think and, is whoa. which I think is very funny um, yeah. because if we had talked about uh, Lynch if we had talked about Inland Empire and Lynch uh, uh, what to watch further I would have told you to watch that last out of every really? david lynch movie yeah so i thought it was funny I, and, and that's i think what most people like when they're getting to lynch here or i don't know or think or mm-hmm. but like it, uh it's i so i thought it was funny that you watched inland empire as one of your uh not your first lynch by any means but definitely still uh more earlier in your lynch uh journey because Inland yeah, empire I mean... is his like probably most difficult to understand his most challenging to watch in Always, every way yeah, and yeah. the most ambitious movie he's made so so i
0: I've, I've seen a mulholland drive um i'm i'm in season two of twin peaks now um i can't i think that might be it what episode i've seen what episode much. are
1: you you haven't seen blue you've seen blue velvet right blue velvet yeah, oh, seen oh blue i love velvet. blue velvet yeah. yes
0: that's true yeah um yeah i mean so you haven't you're
1: you're not like that off but like i i would have i would have probably like been like all right john just finish twin peaks before you watch inland empire at least you know what i mean (laughs) i
0: would i should have consulted you yeah so i i really liked inland empire because when i'm watching it i'm thinking um prior to me knowing mulholland dry was the first david lynch thing i've ever seen which right for me i i haven't seen all of his movies i i've just picked up um wild at heart from my library though and it's sitting right over there so i'm excited to watch that. i just
1: watched that
0: i saw that you're yeah. gonna
1: really like that one
0: okay cool that's that uh, one's up I your remember, alley, um, i feel like i feel like you've talked about that one to me before and then i saw that at the library i knew i had to get it um but i'm glad i watched mulholland drive first because
1: alien empire is like a more complex darker version of mulholland drive almost yes. yeah
0: like if the the last the last I don't know 20 30 minutes of Mulholland Drive is just like whoa 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 like what like <laughs> what is happening right now this is crazy yeah. and then um but Inland Empire the whole thing I was kind of uh I was kind of wondering that but watching it too I was really appreciative of David Lynch because I was just thinking this is so weird and different and yeah. I'm so confused and he's style
1: he stylizes it like crazy so you're just like yeah. In it but bad. i was at the same time really glad
0: that there's something like this yeah. out there that there's someone yeah. doing something like this yeah um and yeah that's I'm, a three-hour one isn't it super long yeah, yeah I, I, super I watched, long yeah I, I watched that during the day when i was oh while. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the only way to do it took a couple of breaks
0: to to take the dog for a walk but yeah it's um, <laughs> I watched it I
1: watched it during like a cloudy afternoon last year I think <laughs> in the middle of winter and it was just I think the movie also just put a darker shade on the day <laughs> you know it just felt like even darker outside cuz I was yeah. watching this scary ass movie it's
0: there's so many times where I was like ready to hide my like shield my eyes, having absolutely yeah. no idea what's gonna happen next. Like, there's a lot of times where you're like, oh, like you're starting to get nervous. You're like, okay, this this thing's gonna happen, and then it happens. You're like, I knew that was happening, but it was still a little scary. But this, I honestly, yeah, I was like, okay, what? Wait a, wait a second, it's a what's happening bonkers right movie. Yeah, when you and I, I'm, I'm really excited to to keep seeing the rest of David Lynch's filmography. When you get 20's.
1: through like uh more of twin peaks especially in the return it's similar you're gonna be like on the edge of your seat like freaking out you're like something Mm -hmm. something's gonna happen here (laughs) like i can't he scares the shit out of you in that in especially the return um it's like inland empire level scary um
0: when i think of like really scary movies like general horror movies don't scare me as much as uh a certain scene in mulholland drive even just right um, outside the diner by the dumpster yeah <laughs> i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know what that you're one I, I that literally i almost shit my pants <laughs> because i it was a nor it was a fairly normal movie up until that point <laughs> oh
1: man that's funny I, I it's what episode are you on um in the current second season of twin peaks like uh i'm at like
0: season or i'm um, in episode five i think so i haven't i had there. I've heard that partway through the season, you find out who the
1: oh you yeah the, uh, the killer is, and I yet. haven't gotten to
0: okay. that. No,
1: once you do get to that, the season is no longer the show's not really good anymore after that. I've also heard that, um, yeah. but so you gotta like stick through it, mm-hmm. and it it kind of gets good. It gets the good at the end of the second season because it um it kind of uh it it, it introduces elements that are used for the rest of the show but yeah. once the kill you find out who the killer is there's clearly not like a point anymore to this mm-hmm. like facade <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean so like, this like shi- what are we doing it, it just kind of yeah. keeps going and doing the same like weird you know just dialogue back and forth and like uh you know trippy sound effects and scary things but there's no point anymore because the yeah really because the killer you find out the killer but uh yeah nice that's something to look forward to for you most definitely yeah i I can't wait to hear about you watching uh the rest of twin peaks too because i Mm -hmm. i get a kick out of uh picturing you alone watching (laughs) getting freaked out to david lynch david lynch stuff because i've uh i've done that as well yeah it's, it's quite a, I, it's quite a time. <laughs>
0: I definitely um purposely don't watch when uh my wife's home because I've talked to her about it and and it's uh, it's a weird thing to describe to someone who's never seen it. Uh, because on its surface it seems like like what is this weird soap opera? Uh yeah. You know that's that's going on right now. There's yeah. It's just a very interesting unique show and I, I was almost getting to a point where it's like, wow! I, I saw, I watched so many movies towards the end of 2019 uh, that I feel like I almost need to, I need to watch a show, show it or up something that I've been wanting to. Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Right? I didn't, I didn't know been... you had
1: uh, proceeded with it, but yes, yeah, you seem pretty far along. You're gonna know who the the killer is before, uh, yeah, n- before uh, before you know it. And what's funny about that is once you know who the killer is and finish the original show, you're really just getting started which is what's so crazy yeah. about it. And there's so much more actually. Yeah, that there's is. you're li- really just getting started. Yeah, yeah, I'm not
0: even not even halfway through my Twin Peaks journey, but uh, yeah. Um and uh, to relate that to It's similar my four to pick, Under
1: the Silver Lake in the fact yes. that yeah, you're watching it alone and you can't you talk to your wife about it and she probably thinks you're a weirdo when you tell her about mm-hmm. it. <laughs>
0: And I've told other people to watch too, but it's another one that's it's hard to describe, and it's hard to get. I feel like it's hard to get people interested in it. I don't know, maybe maybe just me, but uh, it uh, it really feels like um, uh, a sort of conglomerate of David Lynch, Brian De Palma, Hitchcock, right? Uh, cl- just classic Hollywood, and thrown at this weird, strange mystery. Um, that it, yeah, it feels kind of trippy at points and uh just completely off the wall
1: but yeah definitely not uh, a yeah. uh a mainstream audience uh, movie more of a uh, niche yeah. audience movie
0: yeah which I think I've said this before too I can definitely see if someone it's if it's not for someone not someone's cup of tea I can see why why they don't particularly like it too much but I think it's uh yeah I think it's one of the more unique movies to come out in the past couple of years. So I Oh definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that one again. So Under the Silver Lake, that's my, oh, no, my number, number four. Number four. <laughs>
1: yes. Alright. My and number I three. Top three. Yeah. We uh recently we just talked about my number three. Uncut gems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sandman. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> i don't even know where to begin um i will say that i bet on a basketball movie uh after watching this movie the second time Uh, i bet on a basketball game (laughs) nice (laughs) i bet on the lakers yeah i think it was uh, there's something about that final scene where he's just he has them locked up and then he's watching the game it's just so intense yeah, yeah yeah that's that's one of the best scenes yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, like, one of the best scenes. Um, Just how desperate and crazy he's... He,
0: he yeah, I mean,
1: together. this guy clearly has a psychiatric disorder, as do do, mm-hmm. do most of the characters in the Safdie uh, <laughs> Brothers movies. Uh, um, but, I, like, I think unlike Good Time, for instance, Good Time I have noticed on rewatch that Robert Pattinson becomes more and more of a... Uh, Just a non protagonist, like at all. Like, just totally. He becomes more disgusting of a person on each watch, and it becomes like almost. Uh, comical that i just like I, I, I always just can't believe that he uh does any of the things he does in good time um a lot of hateable once stuff, you yeah. disconnect from the fact just that he's not the he's definitely not a protagonist and not mm-hmm. even an anti-hero what would, would i say it's it's something else um, but i would say in uncut gems it's almost it's more of closer to anti-hero in the fact that um you do kind of there's a lot of uh love for Adam Sandler's character despite all this stuff he does. I think it's shown especially with uh, uh him and his girlfriend, I believe played by Rachel Fox. Is it Rachel Fox? Um
0: oh god, what is her name? Um I heard some uh some people say Julia she Fox. Have Julia nominated. Fox. Yeah, Julia Fox. Who is yep.
1: uh, not an actress at all. I think I believe she just worked in um, one of the, she just kind of knows the safties and they thought she'd be right <laughs> for it. And it kind of, uh, is a lot about who she is really, um, hmm, somewhat based on her real life. And I thought they're like, especially on rewatch, um, when you're not so fucking just like on the edge of your seat sweating and you can actually focus on the movie. I I noticed mm-hmm. that their, their relationship really has a lot of, uh, meaning, on Rewatch and has and has a lot um a lot to do with the big picture of the of the story. Um and so yeah I, I liked that a lot. Um and yeah this is a movie I could just I could watch it again uh totally still um right. and uh it's just such a it's so it's such a classically good movie, but yet also reinventing movies at the same uh, time. Um, it's like one where if I don't put it this high on my list, I'm lying to myself about how much I like it, you know? Because yeah. um, like, there was a point where I was like, I totally like uh, Little Women more than Uncut Gems. Like I was thinking that <laughs> when I like was uh, watching Willow Women for the first time, I was like, I totally like this more. And then I thought about it more. I'm like, ah, no, I, I come yeah. on, I, you like Uncut Gems more. Um, I can relate to that. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. Um, I've had, I've been raving about this movie to for months. So at this point, it almost seems like a, uh, a sore a sore thumb but yeah i mean i obviously this movie should have gotten more award praise and um
2: yeah
1: i'm so happy that it is as popular as it is um that's because nobody yeah. knows who the fucking safties are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um everyone knows that no sandler one would though, expect yeah. this out of adam sandler no one probably most people i would say don't even know what they just watched Um, yeah but it's like such a win like uh, I was talking to my brother about this like Greta Gerwig and the Safdies both came from very small filmmaking uh, and a very small filmmaking environment like uh, Greta Gerwig was making mumblecore movies which were literally known for having the smallest budgets possible Mm -hmm. Um, and the Safdies kind of did similar things to that, just in New York. And so the fact that the Safties and Greta Gerwig in the same year have ascended to this point where they basically can make whatever they want, and you know they have like a blank check, you know, final cut probably, and every yeah yeah, and they you know everyone they you know the big stars they want in the movie, the budget they want, and everyone seeing them and loving them, it's just kind of a win. Uh, for indie indie filmmaking.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see they're so easy to root for because it's they're like the little guys and yeah, it big yeah. They're yeah, they're just known for being these independent filmmakers doing uh something that they love. Yeah, you know, and they're just yeah, so everything. awesome.
1: They've just like been shooting for years, doing nothing but shooting, and you could just mm-hmm. you could just tell by how pol- how awesome and polished their movies are. Um, and they're yeah. just they're just huge fans of movies in general. Um, there's like a Criterion Collection video where they're in the closet. I don't know. You probably watched yes, those. Yes, I saw that. They're in the closet yeah. once. They were also on the. Uh, they're in the closet once. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're they're also on the Eight Twenty Four podcast. Uh, there's an episode where they talk with. Uh, paul thomas anderson which i highly recommend oh yeah he like inter- wow. he like interviews them and they both kind of talk about working with adam sandler uh yeah which wow. hi- so I highly recommend, and that interview made me love them even more uh so yeah man uncut gems uh awesome it's also like obje- it's along with parasite when i'm speaking objectively i'm like that's another like objectively the best movie that came out you know i i already know i'm gonna be watching this for Uh, years to come totally oh yeah is uncut gems an a24 movie i
0: i believe it is yeah i think so yeah and a24 are the ones that
1: they're backing these people yeah
0: yeah they're i feel like they have done so much too and i think it's
1: yeah i mean there's going to be a documentary one day on all the things that a24 did for cinema when it was in such a uh volatile stage with all the um the remakes and blockbusters and everything yeah
0: i think yeah i think a24 deserves a lot of credit for i guess bringing these people to the forefront in a way because they also um when i think no one would release under the silver lake they bought the (laughs) wow they bought the movie and then they distributed and that's why it's out later Yeah, that's why it's out like two years after it was yeah. supposed to wow. be Wow, that's why it's um, a
1: 2019 movie. <laughs> techn- yeah. When it's technically exactly, not yeah. at all.
0: Yeah, I think A24 does really great things. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I think they'll keep hopefully uh, getting those indie filmmakers out
1: and doing things. They I, love I mean, I'd say not. three of the movies on my top 10, maybe four, are A24. I think uh I feel like
0: Booksmart was A24. Yeah, Booksmart
1: too. definitely was. Um Little Women definitely was. Um Maybe The, the lighthouse. lighthouse might have been. I yeah. I don't know if Marriage Story was cuz it was made by Netflix.
0: Yeah, I feel like if it was, I feel like if it was Netflix then it probably wasn't A24. Yeah,
1: unless they did it in partnership yeah. with A24, but I don't think so. No. I don't think Netflix does that. But A24
0: and Netflix definitely very prominent on our Yeah. On For our sure. list this year All
1: right, yeah, uh, my number cool. 3.
0: All right, my number 3 uh then is uh another movie I think got a lot of uh wide acclaim and a lot of people um went to the theater to see it, and it's Knives Out. Yes. Um Ryan Johnson, another um uh, <laughs> another small independent filmmaker who's just done, you know, Star Wars <laughs> and then, uh this movie with every famous actor ever, but uh uh, yeah. Knives out. Um, I thought it was a great ensemble murder mystery movie. Honestly, one of the things that I, um, I don't know, that got me just more into classic movies in general is the murder mystery stuff like,
1: um, I feel like it's a, a more accessible thing to watch earlier possibly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, everyone, uh, loves a good, a good mystery and the, the murder mystery sort of trope of, uh, uh, it's all there's all, a lot of times an ensemble and uh, a killer among them yes and it's sort of finding out who the killer is and I think this takes knives out takes a really familiar um, approach to murder mystery and then um, has a, a sort of different twist to it oh. uh, and a, a lot of them I mean the ones that I really like have a lot of humor and comedy in it and this one definitely does as well um, and uh, I think uh yeah and i think it was a it was a really unique movie too because i was going into thinking like okay we're we're gonna just be like figuring out who the killer is the whole time and it wasn't necessarily that straightforward and Mm -hmm. um i thought it was a great movie to see in the theaters too not only because it's great to see on a big screen but just uh, the theater experience in general with people like Mm -hmm interacting with the movie as it's happening yeah and, uh, yeah or reacting i guess to uh, right the scenes um yeah it felt like a communal thing um and the cast is just great too um everyone from daniel craig to anna de armas who is now uh, blowing up even more mm. um and christopher Plummer too yeah who's yeah yeah a legend Gives a very but,
1: quick uh, very fulfilling performance
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, and it's uh it's cool to see uh like I said a familiar um you know themes with the murder mystery but yeah, modern day and with yeah. sort of Ryan Johnson. It's doing an, a somewhat of
1: an under that. the silver lake thing, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I like uh, well he Ryan Johnson's on indie director too. I would say this is still was like a win Knives Out, cuz it's like a win for original movies. Yes. Um because Ryan Johnson just got kicked, he got kicked out of the Star Wars franchise um, for making a an offensive Star Wars movie, I guess for a lot of people. Um, which I wasn't I consider it to be a very like... re- uh, original Star Wars movie, and um, mm-hmm. weirdly, in the time we live in, he <laughs> people didn't like it, and he uh, got kicked out of the Star Wars uh, franchise. And just the fact that he was able to get this made. Um, with the cast you know he wanted and the fact that mm-hmm. that did not slow his career down is um just a win for me cuz he's a he's a yeah. you know he's an original director that should you know have the power to do what he wants uh mm-hmm. and i think the last jedi is sick <laughs> and yeah. and uh yeah it's
0: cool to see a star wars movie that's not just the same um you know none of these are going to be None of these new Star Wars movies are going to be just like the original trilogy or the previous. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, they're
1: all, uh, like, it's kind of just pathetic in a way that there is another, a new Star Wars trilogy. It's obviously, you know, Disney, you know, making money. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know, I think The Last Jedi is almost like a happy accident. that (laughs) They uh, happened to make one that was really good. Yeah,
0: Uh, And and I almost... Uh, it was Ryan Johnson still doing uh, separate. I believe Star he's Wars doing trilogy? a series,
1: maybe. Okay. Or a trilogy. I, Either way.
0: I'll be excited to see that because I think he, like with The Last Jedi, he was trying to sort of do an original Star Wars story to kind of lead it in a new direction that doesn't have to just have all these callbacks to um, yeah. the previous ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I feel yeah. Like it had a lot of Disney potential. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disney's like okay, let's let's just try and make something that uh, will appeal to to, to fans. Let's yeah. give them stuff that they know, mm-hmm. you know, not make anything fresh or new. Uh, and I think that kind of backfired. Um, but yeah, Knives Out got a Oscar nom for um, best original screenplay, which is awesome. Because uh, I do, I yeah, I love that people like Ryan Johnson who create original movies. He's a writer director and uh he's um yeah he's making super popular movies now getting to work with literally whatever actors he wants to it seems like mm-hmm. and um yeah and he's clearly a, a big movie fan too yeah i think it's great that I, I while I'm not a huge the hugest tarantino fan i think it's great that there's someone like him when who, you could
1: feel how inspired their work is yeah
0: yeah and he he's a massive movie fan and has his own uh, real style that you can see and i think uh, it's cool that ryan johnson is um getting to do all this and that uh he'll he'll probably continue to do it with how successful um knives out was so uh
1: yeah yeah knives out is my number three nice all right my number two is honey boy all
0: right yes i'm pissed that i haven't seen this yet <laughs> you,
1: you um, will you'll have plenty of time to watch it over <laughs> and over again yeah uh yeah this is one uh so my top spoilers my top two are totally subjective <laughs> this is purely sense, based yeah. on what i like and just uh what i personally just related to and uh liked and just felt like it was a movie uh, made that made for me you know what i mean I, I, so yeah. like um i and which means i felt strongly about this because i put like this movie, uh, for instance, over, you know, gems and, um, the Irishman and, um, mm-hmm. all this great stuff. And yeah, L- honey boys, just one that it had so much heart. And I just, um, had such a strong personal connection to it. Um, and, uh, I really just, uh, yeah, I thought it really just felt like shy is telling a story straight from the soul. Um, and, um, I'm yeah, I was just I just loved everything about it. I think it's a very beautiful story. Um and it's just we- it's well acted. Has one of my most uh probably my f- one of my most favorite scores of the year. Um I believe it was uh, I I believe this movie ha- was um it's smaller and is indie, but I believe this movie was snubbed uh mm-hmm. for things like for instance director uh the di- it-, it is an extremely well directed um, movie by Alma Alma Harrell, and she's and once again a female director um, getting snubbed um, when I, I think this movie's very well directed. If you just watch the trailer alone, I think you can tell that the movie's gonna be well directed. It has so much uh, beautiful imagery and balances its story uh, so well, um, and it's also just such a it's a very just nice, enjoyable watch and very innocent. Um, and, uh, yeah, I i it was, it, it was, sometimes I want to put it at number one, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm always flip flopping. So, yeah. uh, but I don't know. I think the fact that I put it over like all of these movies that I consider to be some of the best that have been made in years is just shows, uh, it's giving it enough love mm-hmm. so yeah I highly recommend uh, you, you watch Honey Boy I think and I think it was also a movie that everyone who saw it pretty much liked it a lot too so
0: yeah that's what it's like it's not like.
1: a movie that it's not yeah. a, like a movie that you're gonna dislike I, I don't think <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I, uh, I'm mad because it I tried so hard to find it in a theater by me that's surprising you could, I that I you couldn't could yeah i think there were some um i mean I would, i'm about fifty to uh, fifty minutes to an hour depending on traffic from San Francisco and I think there were theaters in there but uh I like your cousin i didn't make the long trek. Hey, to go california see it, traffic but.
1: isn't uh Michigan traffic <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so i uh i missed out on it, which bums me out'cause i um i've only heard such great things about it, and I'm really interested in uh seeing whatever Shia LaBeouf does now because I think he's uh he's gone through a lot of shit and I think he's a super interesting person and really captivating and uh and I've seen a bunch of interviews with him this year just from uh doing from all the honey boy press and yeah and then peanut butter falcon and just sort of being more in the mainstream media and uh yeah I th- just I think he's a a good guy who's kind of on his redemption tour in a way. And, yeah.
1: I mean, and he got, um, I think he got yeah. snubbed for best writing too. I think he could have definitely been nominated for that. It's a very good script. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll love it, man. I think uh, mm-hmm. one thing I think uh, I, you'll definitely notice immediately that I noticed is that I was like, I love the music in this movie. It's like, it goes <laughs> with the movie so well. The score is like uh-huh. really good.
0: Awesome. That's good to know.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, really
0: bummed that I didn't and and
1: Shia is great as his dad. Mm. I've
0: I've seen what I've seen a lot of. Um, you probably you've seen the monologues, snubs. yeah, yeah, yeah. People show that clip and then think that uh, they say that it was a snub that he didn't get nominated. Even um, um, they say best director too, and then the the kid who played. Mm-hmm young shot yeah out. totally I mean, we talked about him once i can't remember his name yeah he's
1: but, uh, in uh he's in a uh, best picture you. nominee uh ford versus ferrari <laughs> oh that's right yeah. <laughs> we can't give that kid too much
0: praise you know he's yeah. already in ford versus ferrari you can't yeah, yeah. can't praise him for honey. i guess he's um, all right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah i really can't wait to see that one um so yeah i bummed that that's not uh not one on my list but uh i'm sure after i see it it'll probably be added to my 2019 list nice seems like one that i'll enjoy yeah cool all right then uh my number two is one we talked a lot about a few minutes ago yeah um and it's uh it's once upon a time in hollywood quentin tarantino but this was also one uh, that i rewatched within the past week or two Mm -hmm. and it started to drift on my list still in my top 10 but it started to drift and i think it's just because i was like oh i really loved that when it came out but you know it's not like yeah i think this i think what this. i was thinking is like
1: yeah i like it but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put a tarantino movie that high in my list
0: <laughs> yeah i was almost like wow i at one point that was super high on my list i can't believe that and then i rewatched it, and i was like oh that's why because i love this movie <laughs> yeah I just remember in the beginning watching Brad Pitt drive around LA. I was yeah. like, Oh my god, this yeah. is the most amazing thing. Yeah, ever. he's like
1: the he, Brad Pitt's like the coolest <laughs> awesome, most awesome guy in this movie. Yeah. He's just watching with Brad his Pitt. watch him with his dog and like mm-hmm. and just when he's when he's like, Is tonight the night? <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. And then they come in and he's like, Who are you? <laughs>
0: yes yeah, Oh my the scene after he's uh he's smoke the acid laced cigarette yeah it works it works so well with like how just with how
1: messed up the 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 hippies with the hippies coming in with how messed up that is
0: and that's so uh i feel like um what i loved about it too is that there's definitely a way by portraying people in the manson family you know that whole cult that you can get people saying oh this is gonna inspire people to you know do shit like this yeah i feel like tarantino the way tarantino humiliates them um sort of throws that out the window yeah well he he, 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 yeah
1: i mean he makes them clearly they're like psychotic people on acid right now (laughs) like they're just not thinking straight yeah and i I think the scenes leading up to that when they're in the car
0: talking is, is super funny too Uh, And then what happens then where they get murdered in the most horrific way and horrific way. I think this, Uh, the
1: scene where they're just parked outside um, the cul-de-sac and Leo notices them is like the funniest (laughs) scene ever. Yeah. Like when he he yells, he yells at them for like, (laughs) like 10 minutes straight and he has, his and he has the margaritas. The margarita. He's like he's like, Get your MP asses off my street and he just keeps going and I just it goes so well with like what his character has learned to that yes. point, but also just it's it's also just hilarious that he the character feels like he can just yell at them for that long yeah. and have no fear at all. And I don't know, Leo yelling is uh peak movies for me uh i thought uh i
0: thought this was a better performance than uh what he he won an oscar for the revenant which um, yeah i feel like he was given to because people are campaigning right, for him right to something but i i this may be my favorite dicaprio performance yeah i but, really
1: uh, like it i love how i i actually like relate to him a lot like i i like how he just <laughs> wakes up in the morning and he's just a mess (laughs) you know what i mean like i've been shaking his drink reading his lines back to the saying his lines back
0: to the recording yeah yeah
1: yeah. and he he, every morning he just he's just like that he's like can't stop coughing as he's talking to the to the director and he's just like can't can't keep himself together and he's talking to the the young girl and she's just so much Uh, more grown up and strong than he is
0: that scene is so great too. It is,
1: well, and and that's the thing about uh, this movie that makes it different than other Tarantino movies is like every character kind of matters a lot, especially like mm-hmm. like that little girl scene is a perfect example. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a really yeah, and, really beautiful scene. And DiCaprio
0: too is very outlandish and and just, uh, kind of a pathetic guy at times yeah yeah when you just think of what he's complaining about but then you you see those moments of him talking to the girl and then you you uh, start to feel him very struggling bad struggling through his scenes yeah then you uh, yeah then you feel for him and you empathize with him and but by the time that he, he he has that scene with the girl where she's like that's the best acting i've seen in my yeah, life. yeah it's and very the director comes up to him it's yeah it's really heartwarming yeah and uh, yeah, I everything about it. I just really love this movie. It's so cool, and I wanted to. Uh, a couple of days before I rewatched it, I just flown into LAX on my way back. Oh, nice! Here and I and we were flying over L.A. and I was like, Oh my there god! There it I wanna is! Watch Once upon a time in <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, um, yeah. I I could easily rewatch this one uh, over and over again. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, just the. Uh, I can't believe how they just restructured L.A. to to look like 1969. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it worked. <laughs> I, I heard a lot of the – I was reading that some of the storefronts um, kept, like, the same signage that they used for the film because it looked a lot better than whatever their modern <laughs> stuff they were using. So uh, just...
1: Yeah, I can see that because, yeah, yeah. I, I, that area in L.A., like downtown Hollywood especially – yeah, it just kind of looks so bad <laughs> in a way, mm-hmm. just so uh, sick, kind of and commercial yeah. and yes, yeah. You could almost like see like the Blade Runner twenty forty nine coming, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, and uh, I mean, ultimately, I just really loved uh, Brad Pitt and DiCaprio in this and their character dynamic, the friendship that they mm-hmm. have, and I, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I the two really like Once the two
1: best-looking actors, but yet there's so much uh, struggle, you know, they're they it's like a real struggle struggle in this uh movie and you buy it. Yeah. And, totally. and yeah, and Margaret Robbie as she's uh bopping around is like really it, a lot of the joy of the movie, I'd say.
0: Yeah. You see like yeah, she's She's uh, kind of like I the one embracing
1: the... the new culture like the only one while these two guys are like it's like kind of killing them in a way, so it's it's a great balance in that aspect in the she's
0: the young actress hopeful for the future and what that will bring yeah yeah then there's DiCaprio and Brad Pitt who are sort of in the twilight and it's cool how you
1: have those moments like Margaret Robbie has no barely any lines and I, I just like how he felt that he didn't need to write a shit ton of dialogue in every scene uh, mm-hmm. as usual, you know, it just like yes. you appreciate the character's existence for a change.
0: Yeah, and I I've seen the biggest pushbacks on the movie is have just been Margot Robbie's character um and she even got the Tarantino got the blessing of uh Sharon Tate's sister in it and and I feel like people are saying that she doesn't have like any lines, what's the point of her character? but I, I don't think you yeah like, like you said i mean the point isn't to have her have all these unnecessary speaking lines like i think the point was conveyed pretty well that she's this um there's just you see the, a lot of the hope for this new age mm-hmm. uh, of hollywood yeah. in, in, and the fact, in, in fact that he changes
1: of, the story and that she lives at the end really adds to that yeah. as well what you're talking about
0: yeah that's where it's like it's a fictionalized version of um i you know the late 60s in hollywood and it incorporates some real themes and real people but uh yeah no i i really liked how her character was used and um uh yeah just the movie overall um it's my number two really uh really great movie and uh yeah one i'll be watching for years
1: to come nice if uh <laughs> knives out and uh this movie were not very high on your list i would be very confused cuz based on what yeah. you like you know it, like for instance if like knives out was like you know like in the 15 to 20 range on your list i would be like what the hell john <laughs>
0: yeah that's i mean that's like what you were saying with uh you know having your top 2 is very subjective yeah everything i uh, knives out i do I think it should win best picture over a lot of things on my list? No. I mean, what should nom- it win but, over
1: uh, Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. <laughs> and Joker. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of and Joker and maybe some other things, but yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it could have easily been nominated over th- other things, but um yeah, it, it's not the uh it's it's not a movie like that I would expect to win best picture, but subjectively, one of my favorite movies that I've seen in a while. Um really right up my alley too so uh yeah my top top five top four and five really like personally just absolutely loved these movies too so uh
1: yeah well speaking of which this is a great transition to my number one because my number (laughs) one is the beach bum
0: beach bum (laughs) and it is
1: there for every reason you just mentioned on top of the fact that I've watched The Beach Bum uh, a total of four times.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of movies four times. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, as you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I will continue to watch The Beach Bum. <laughs> uh, I think at the beginning of this uh, top 30 journey, we were talking about like people laughing in a theater. And yeah. I said, I'm going to have another one uh, where I was annoyed <laughs> with people laughing in the theater. And while finally we're here <laughs> at my number one, I can finally talk about that. Yeah. This, I, so I saw this movie like opening. Uh, was it, I wouldn't even call it an opening night. It was like an advanced screening at the music box. And Harmony Corinne mm-hmm. was there. He, it was like a two day thing. Um, so there was a and a and there was a ton of people just like a ton of people seeing this movie Dang. packed house. Yeah. Um, they were probably all, probably all had been drinking, you know, coming mm-hmm. in groups. And while I really was happy that I went to this screening so I could, especially so I could see Harmony Corrine be, you know, do a Q and a afterwards. I really wish I did not see this movie with so many people.
2: Really? Cause
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause I like a like i was talking about earlier with like sort of trust um i i i obviously this movie like should be funny you know but Mm -hmm. i don't think it's like as funny as people were making it out to be i think there's a lot of room for like quiet during not like laugh out loud no yeah that's what i'm saying like i mean like i mean yeah there's times like martin lawrence stuff and everything but like I don't know. I, I'm in this screen where people are laughing like it's Step uh, stepbrothers or something like that. And they're just kind of laughing mm. at like everything that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like hysterically. And I, it just kind of bugged me. I was kind of in a different mindset. I think this movie is a lot more than just a, uh, a stoner comedy. I think it's actually a really beautiful movie and um, is just similar to Harmony Corinne movies, in which he's really just doing plotless things to give you more of a uh, feeling rather than send any message at all. And the clear, and the and the clear feeling of this movie is just like you know, there's a bunch of misfits, and there's the biggest misfit of all, Moon and he just wants, uh, <laughs> and he's just, uh, it just, he's free. <laughs> it's about being, it's yeah. about being and feeling uh, free. And it's a it's annoying when you're trying to enjoy some like that uh, chill and serene, which I think this movie is, and people are just won't stop laughing at anything that's on screen. Um, I mean, yeah. it's what happens when this movie's as mainstream as it is. Because um, mm-hmm. like you see a stoner uh, movie with Matthew McConaughey, and like everyone really will go see it. Um, not to say I'm not mad that people didn't, people saw it and enjoyed it, but, uh, I, I don't know. I like, I like watched this movie alone for the first time a couple weeks ago and I just really had a nice intimate watch. Um, and so I just, I just think it's a lot more than a, uh, just a stoner comedy for sure. You know,
0: I think this is, it's definitely one that's best watched alone or with a small group of people who are going to like
1: not talk as much like-minded people. Yeah. yeah, well like I've noticed when I saw like I, I mean this is different very different film than Spring Breakers, but whenever I've watched Spring Breakers with people I'm usually very annoyed as well cuz either they're laughing at hysterically cuz they can't believe anything that's happening or they're making comments about how stupid the characters are. And I feel yeah. like I mean I I don't I wouldn't say this movie was as misunderstood, but I think it's misunderstood to an extent on that this is just a uh, constant funny movie and that there's no real connection to the characters when there clearly is throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it has to do with uh, group
0: think too. Like people are in a crowd. So if someone is reacting a certain way, then they feel they mm-hmm. have to react that way yeah. too. And wait, was so was Harmony Korine in the theater too when you saw it,
1: like no, he came out afterward.
0: Oh, okay, so he didn't watch it with everyone. No, with I don't. know I don't think he was trying oh, okay. to do that. Because I also wonder if people have a different reaction when uh, the filmmaker is actually there. Because mm. I've heard some people when um some people talk about how they've been at screenings where the director has been there and people in, act like they enjoy the movie a lot more just because mm. the filmmakers are there. And I experienced that a little bit when I was at. When we were at the Denver Film Festival and I saw the red carpet. People were going gloves. off on the Reitman. Uh yeah, what was I can't even uh, remember the name of the movie.
1: The favorite? The Jason Reitman the Player.
0: Uh, I, I was thinking the favorite at first. Was it the player? Uh, the front run the front, front runner, runner, yeah. Front yeah, runner, yeah, yeah. With Hugh Jack. I remember I remember being there and I even felt this too. I was like I felt like that was the most Okayest movie I've ever seen, <laughs> but I'm like clapping and everyone is like cheering for yeah. this movie, and I think it's because Jason Reitman is sitting right. front row, right? With all, I think
1: I would it. say that there was a higher level of, of excitement because they know Harmony corinne's there. Um, yeah, but
0: they feel they need that they have to like please him. So it was still
1: like a positive, yeah. like it was obviously positive because it's everyone's just laughing and stuff Mm -hmm. but like i so i guess i'm being a little nitpicky um but Mm -hmm. i i still think that that is um i I, that you're the those the people who are uh who are reacting to the movie that way aren't totally like grasping the movie fully like i'm not saying this movie is the deepest movie in the world at all i'm not i'm just saying that like there's a real like nice intimate experience that can be had that you know that um I don't know that gives you a nice very beautiful feeling and uh that you're not going to get if you just like laugh constantly throughout cuz def- not everything mm-hmm. is funny in this actually. <laughs> yeah. Like his wife it's, his it's wife dies. Be, like be... the only person who's ex- yeah. who's truly like accepted him in his life. Like there's a lot of, there's some there's you know there's it's not like uh a, a ton of conflict in this movie but there is some internal conflict and there is some uh it's not all uh it's not all uh great i guess
2: yeah when when i
1: watched it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i
0: i felt this um i don't know at certain points like this darkness sort of underneath it too that it's about this guy who's so free moondog you know he does whatever he wants but then yeah you know finding out that him and uh, his wife and snoop dog or having an affair or whatever and then yeah. you see like the em- emptiness in him. Yeah, and he,
1: he's kind of yeah. not able to like exist with other people and it's kind of all these yeah. characters in this are kind of like misfits <laughs> that don't know how to exist in society. And it's just kind of like 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 even the the Martin Lawrence character who is probably the most used oh for God. directly for comedy, he's just a guy who's shitty yeah. at like dolphin uh, you know, do- doing dolphin. <laughs> I forgot he was in. That. So yeah. it's yeah, uh, yeah, right, and and I don't know. Everybody kind of has a uh, has an arc in it through Moon Dog.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely one of the
0: mm, one that I feel like you have to uh, you have to understand a little bit about it before you go into it because there's some people who may see Matthew McConaughey and it's like a and he's a stoner. Thinking that it, going into it, thinking it could just be a some stoner comedy. Um, but I feel like, for the most part, I don't know, mainstream audience, if they would see it, it would not be what they expect at all. Um, yeah, well, everyone I've shown, like, good, friend
1: wise, that I've shown this movie mm-hmm. to, or they're like, oh, yeah, that was actually like a really touching movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? And they always yeah. say, really surprised. I'm like, oh, good. like, And I was, uh, and yeah. like, that pretty much just satisfies me i'm like that's all i need to hear (laughs) yeah you know
2: i'm not i'm not really asking
1: for that much it's just like yeah (laughs) just be free man (laughs) that's all i want man (laughs) yeah Yeah. man
0: that's cool yeah i'm not surprised that's you there's this scene at the
1: beginning where he's like reading a poem and uh jimmy buffett's (laughs) in the background and he's like yeah he's like i all hope you perish violently he's like ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he's like all right now back to jimmy buffett <laughs> <laughs> just like awesome yeah, there's so much awesome shit like that that where i just yeah i can't get enough of it like if i'm ever trying to be in a good mood you know like for instance <laughs> if it's my birthday or if it's like the summertime like this is the perfect mm-hmm. watch
0: so many great, uh, just classic stoner people, too. Matthew McGonaughey, Snoop Dogg, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. There's like a
1: sequence where he's hanging out with uh, Snoop and Jimmy Buffett just on the, the boat, and they're like writing a song, mm-hmm. the Moondog song. Moondog song. And yeah. like, it's like, I was watching them. I'm like, this is the chillest thing ever. <laughs> Like nothing is going on right now, but yet I am just having such an awesome chill time. <laughs> There's like sitting in the <laughs> hot dog hot tub talking about like nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: super unique movie, loved beach bum, uh, yeah, i I mean, anything else to say that's your number one i I think if we could have gone back to like the beginning of the year and guessed what your number one movie would be i think it would probably be beach bum
1: yeah yeah um it was my first mm-hmm. favorite movie and with yeah it stood it it, with, it withstood everything everything stood the test everything of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ages pretty well <laughs> <laughs> everything like that's happened this year though like like i still was like damn i've like i've mm-hmm. watched this movie i think for the third time in december and i was like All right, I should really move the Beach Bum from ten to (laughs) one, because I'm (laughs) lying to myself that like it's not at number one. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. man, yeah, I'm very satisfied Mm -hmm. with my uh, very uh, uh, subjective top two uh, in Honey Boy and the Beach Bum, uh, on top of all the other great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm ready for your number one. Bring it out.
0: My number one is it's the talk of the town <laughs> um, and talk of the podcast. Cause we talked about it this episode. Uh, it's parasites. Yes. Bong Joon-ho. Uh, and this is one seeing, being on letterbox throughout the year, saw this constantly. Uh, I don't follow that many people on uh, letterbox, but I, you know, I, fo- I try to follow some critics that I've seen, whether on YouTube or just found on letterbox, I guess. And, uh, everything I was seeing about Parasite Was just amazing And I was like okay what's like, what's this all about Is it really that good or is it Just kind of getting a lot of hype And I went into it not knowing much About it And uh, But still with high expectations And not knowing much about it mm-hmm. And it exceeded those expectations yeah. It's a movie that I, I <laughs> Immediately wanted to to talk to anyone who is who had seen it before too <laughs> yeah um i think we podcasted like soon after we had both seen it um and then it's one i also to to just explain what it's about that i feel like there's a lot to it it's why i have trouble just one. uh
1: talking about the details because yeah. there is so much
0: yeah and i think when um shortly after i saw it a friend of mine visited me out here and i was trying to tell him about seeing it and i one i didn't want to give too much away about it but i also didn't really know how to explain it to someone who doesn't know anything about it to see it other than it's this korean movie it's really good (laughs) (laughs) and unique you should just see it um and uh yeah i think that's maybe why it's is becoming so big right now and that it's it, it is just a high quality film and i think that um I think Neon is the one who's sort of, um, releasing it to the U S and I think they've done a really good job at, um, getting it out into a ton of theaters in the U S and it's, I went to, when we saw little women a couple of weeks ago, Parasite was still in theaters. Um, oh wow! so yeah, I, 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 um, I just loved it. I thought it was super fresh and. I, I, again, had no idea what it was going to be about going into it, but it, it seemed to me from the poster that it's going to be a thriller, just straightforward yeah. thriller. Yeah, and, and the uh,
1: name. It just sounds like yeah, and the name a too, monster yeah. exists in this house.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then uh, it starts out. I was like, wow, this is like a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know? It really starts out that way, and then things just sort of take yeah, a turn. It's, and it it's just go this crazy social
1: and... satire thriller mm-hmm. thing yeah that i still can't really explain fully yeah. um
0: and ab- above being uh, a thriller yeah there's a lot of social commentary on it and i think it all it all works and as it, it's relatable to people not just from korea but also in the u.s yeah everywhere uh, around the world worldwide yeah.
1: yeah can't wait to rewatch it
0: yeah me too yeah and, and it's gotten me into bong joon ho in general too i have tried to watch all his movies that I hadn't yeah, seen. I didn't, yeah, yeah, you've even watched, a, same you've watched who,
1: a bunch of his stuff since then, and yeah, so I need to catch up in that regard. And I've I've loved everything that I've seen uh, yeah. of him too. So yeah, yeah,
0: I' I'm excited to see what the the HBO series is about. Um, I hope it doesn't get remade, like an English version doesn't get remade of it, because I
1: think we should appreciate it for what uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Cause it's, I'll, i'd will i be like, i'd be pissed about that to be like yes yeah, yeah. so then more people could see it mm-hmm.
0: it's like uh i haven't seen it granted but uh i know they remade old boy uh which is another korean movie which is super good and apparently old boy just flopped and uh didn't turn out that great and uh yeah i think that's another example of um uh there are some really great foreign films that if you get over that one inch tall barrier of subtitles then you can experience a lot of uh great movies so uh yeah i mean i parasite it's definitely my favorite one of the year because it's the one i can't stop thinking about that i want to watch again and again and i've been so interested in just watching the uh the cast and bong Jun ho through all this awards yeah. craziness I, it's been so fun to just watch them on uh Watch clips of them on YouTube or seeing things on social media. Like when Bong Joon Ho is, um, he brings out his phone and he's like recording them talking at the the SAG Awards after they won their you know, award for oh, Best Ensemble. Yeah. Bong pulls out his phone like a proud dad. <laughs> and um, just to see, yeah, like, I mean, it's really heartwarming just to see the actors who aren't big Hollywood names um, just receiving a mm-hmm. lot of acclaim. So,
1: yeah, and they're uh, just like. Yeah in the interviews too I'm always like yeah these are just uh, these people are cool too <laughs> they're also yeah, cool right, yeah. actors they're just not from here <laughs> like I, yeah, I see them I really, see yeah. them in the same light I'm like look how cool these guys are
0: yeah Song Kang Ho the the dad in Parasite yeah. you now I've watching more Bong Joon Ho movies you see more of him and he's like wow this guy's a great actor he's yeah I, I love watching him he's got a great uh, face movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the face of a star oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, i'm yeah i'm excited to watch parasite again and to uh, hopefully see it at least when you know a few things at uh at uh, the oscars um that'd be cool to see um,
1: all right well yeah wow that is uh that's a wrap <sighs> just like that we're
0: we're at the end of our top 30 it's flown by <laughs> yeah it really but has ride yeah, yeah, quite
1: fun though and uh got to got to talk got to talk about this somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll be we'll be back soon with uh probably next week with our uh Oscar
1: predictions yeah.
0: episode. Um, yeah, we should also uh, maybe try to
1: find time to talk about bad movies of
0: the year. We we got to do that too. We got to talk about some bad movies. Cause there have
1: been some. Sounds bad fun to come after on this constantly uh, uh, praising things and in agreement. Oh, yeah. You know this form. You know uh, this form was meant to uh, have uh, real critiques as well. As great
0: as 2019 was, there's also some stuff that we gotta address. That <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
0: that hopefully doesn't happen again.
2: Yeah.
0: So stills.